while you're standing. It is so good to be back with you again. I am the same man, just left here. And I am an Australian, except when the All Blacks win. I told you that last time, that was before we won, not just after. I want us to just pray for a moment. God's got something very clear He wants to say to us this morning. Holy Spirit of the living God, I pray that you would use these few moments that we have together. We can't afford to waste time. We can't afford to hear the words of a man. We need to hear what your Spirit is saying to the church. And I'm crying out, Spirit of the living God, that every person from the front to the back, from the balcony to the floor, from the left to the right, from the young to the old, Lord God, right now, Spirit of God, start to move as I can feel Him all over me. Lord, right now in this room, tangible presence of the living God. We need an encounter with Almighty God. Oh, it is time for the people of God to have a revelation that that is exactly what they are, people of God. Not people with a little bit of God, but people of God. Born again of incorruptible seed, a new creation, the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, salt and light. We say to be salt and light in the world, to be salt and light in the world. We cried out, God, the King is among us and His glory surrounds us. It is not just in church, but it is where you work, where you live, where you play. The glory of God surrounds you. The King is among you. When you're in the factory, the King is among you. In your home, in your marriage, in your family. The King does not come to church alone. But He lives in the church 24-7. The people of God. Father, for those that have heard the Word of God many times, and as the Word says, received it with joy, but the cares of life, have come and snatched it away, Lord. I'm praying for a fresh, just a fresh wind of the Holy Spirit right now. Right now, sweep across this place. Sweep across this place. Sweep across this place. I'm going to share some other words in the second meeting, but just right now, just one as I was praying this morning. Holy Spirit says there is a need for a seniors group that is active and vibrant and proactive in interceding for this church. I see a militant army of prayer warriors that literally pushes back the kingdom and the powers of darkness. Light will break through as a result of your combined prayers. I'm not talking about an occasional spontaneous prayer or even prayer meeting, but a targeted, regular prayer movement is what God said. It's like a machine that gets things done in the spirit realm. Father, I pray that those that are in the second half of life, Lord, where they've gained experience, they've learned what to do and they've learned what not to do. Lord, that they will gather together. And I'm, I, I pray you get my spirit right now. I actually believe it's a prayer movement. It's not just a prayer meeting. It's a prayer movement. Something's going to move. Something's going to shift. Something's going to change. I want every person that would consider themselves a senior to, to say, I want to be a part of that. 
But as I want to tell you, it's the fuel to what God is wanting to do in this place. It is the fuel. This is not, you've got nothing else to do, so we'll be part of that. No, 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 no. Everything will flow from that. Stop seeing yourself as settling down. Stop seeing yourself as redundant. Find me the word redundant in the Bible and I'll give you a hundred bucks. It is time for the people of God to say we're going to intercede. Knowing that we are literally grabbing hold of heaven and grabbing hold of earth and connecting the two. Father, in Jesus' name. And Lord, as we now get into what you've got to say. Would you make things clear? Would you help me to preach well? Or really just share what's on your heart? That every person receive it and those that are hungry and ready. Oh, just, just for just a brief encounter with God and His Word. Would you just say, I'm ready to receive? Amen, amen. You may be seated. Amen. I just want to start. It's so good to be back with you. If you could stay with me for a bit, brother. Um, I just want to quickly mention, so I can just uh, flow from the end and go to the next meeting. Uh, we're coming up to Christmas time, Pastor Tark's favorite time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And this is my daily devotional one year, believing in you, discovering how much God believes in you. Um, great Christmas presents. People to start a year, just get into God's Word. Get the Word of God. It's an overflow of my time with God. Can I encourage you to grab one of them? I think we sent 80 of them across from Harborside, so please let us send none back. Grab them. And this is one I just want to quickly mention. My mum, Margaret McCracken, uh, one of my heroes, David and Margaret, my heroes in the faith. Uh, her life message is about marriage, is about family, about family, marriage, and ministry, doing it well. And she's just uh, written a book, her one and only book. It's her life message. It's called Bulletproof Your Marriage. How many people think that's a good thing? Let me just speak for a second, people, because right now, around the world, marriage is under attack. It always has been. But there is an enemy who hates marriage because God created it. God made male and female join them together. God blessed them. God said, be fruitful and multiply. And God is in the, uh, he's in the, he's in the business of healthy, happy, whole marriages. And yet we, we, we'll train, we'll study for years for our vocation and do nothing in our marriages. And I want to encourage you. I am absolutely blessed with a great wife, Sally. We're in our 22nd year of marriage and it's got better, but it wasn't always great. Mum and dad this month, next week, our 45 years married. It is great, but it wasn't always great. There are things that we can learn to take a great marriage even better. There's the things that you can learn to take a really bad marriage and step it up. Every person that is married, you must invest in your marriage. Otherwise, the enemy will win by default. It's time to invest in what is so important. See, marriage is created in the image of God, this relationship that can actually work between different people that can actually be placed together, become one flesh. God is one, but they're three. It's a wonderful, brilliant, perfect example. So we sent a bunch of them across. So would you grab one of them and be blessed by that? Speaking about my wife as I was praying, and thinking about coming here again today, of which I am so honored. Thank you, Pastor Tark, for inviting us again. Uh, my wife sent me um, 
sent me an encouraging word on Friday morning. She doesn't know what I'm going to speak. She doesn't know what I'm going to do. And she sent me a scripture saying, Philippians 1, 6, saying, Being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry on to completion until the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. And this is what my wife wrote to me. She says, I felt the Holy Spirit wanted to encourage you. This is talking to me. For both now and the immediate with your ministry this weekend with Church Unlimited. God is doing a good work through that church. She doesn't know you. And in the lives of individuals. And you are a part of that good work. God began the good work in that church. And God is using you to grow the good work in this season. The word you brought last time, again she doesn't know. The word you brought last time being the beginning of the seed that God has called you to plant. Is still yet to be completed. And the word that you'll bring this time is God using you to carry that good work further towards completion. Don't doubt what God has given you for the now, as it is pivotal to that good work being completed. And you need to know I needed to hear that because I knew that it was highly prophetic last time and God said a lot of things. And I knew what God had laid upon my heart and there was a little bit of a wrestle with it because of some of the nature of it. And it's so good when God uses your wife to encourage you. It's good to have a wife that walks with you. I see this. I love this. So I, I, I need to be bold in this next little while that we've got together and go for it. Do I have your permission just to go for it? Last time I was here, I spoke prophetically into a few things. And uh, I spoke very much in Pastor Tark, the architect, and, and about more buildings here and overseas, had two or three more in Auckland that you, you would own your own buildings, they wouldn't be rented. I talked about you'll be helping instrumental in many, helping many other buildings around the world. You can have a seat, thank you, sir. Uh, many other buildings around the world. Um, and then I also prophesied tenfold growth in 10 years. Do you remember that? As a second service, bold statement, tenfold growth globally in 10 years. If everyone got on board, I listened to it again. I felt prompted to last night, that, that part of it. And it was tenfold growth in 10 years if everyone got on board. And God is telling me to do something a little different today. This is a family meeting. Can we have a family meeting? Because the reality is not everyone is on board. Um, Pastor Tark has caught what was said, and he's yearning to run. But even as I was praying during the week, and, and let me just say, God spoke a phrase before all of this to me to speak on this morning, which is your plan for reproduction. Not the church, you. Back row, you. Front row, you. Personally, you. And I want to talk about that in a second. But I just felt Holy Spirit start to speak to me and said that, Pastor Tark has got this, and, and we need to understand. This is a glory. I just see the favor of God. If he's willing to speak something like that over you, there's got to be something in the DNA, something in the heart that says, I can trust these people. If you've got about 5,000 people, something like that, we're talking 50,000 globally. Some of us go, well, that's just too out there. And this is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me. He gave me two pictures, and I know they're a bit strong, but I've got to be honest, and I need you to receive it. I'm, right now, I'm not talking to the church corporately. I'm talking to the church personally. Everyone say, Steve's talking to me. 
He showed me that um, some have caught it, but some have not. And he showed me two things. He showed me the ten spies, and he showed me the sin of Achan. And I just want to speak just for a moment before I get into this. And he showed me that the ten spies going in, and then the two spies, Joseph and Caleb, they came back with a good report, the two. But the ten came back, saw the same thing, and said, no, no, it's just too big. It's, just, it's, it's too scary to go in there and take that ground. We, I don't think we should go in. And the plan of God to enter into the promised land in a matter of weeks turned into 40 years, not because it wasn't God's intention, but because some people did not get on board. And I really believe, even um, from the front to the back, from, from leaders to new people that some people need to say they need to step from the 10 into the 2 some of us in this place need to say you don't need to you don't need to have it as in you're going to do this by yourself but the church needs you in order for it to accomplish what's on God's agenda God places if you're here and you're part of church unlimited you have to be involved in what God's calling you to do you have to be there's no place for Jesus, if you, you're grateful that Christ died on a cross, we need to be a part of what he's doing in this day and age. We can't accept the blessings without the responsibility. Young people want to grow up. They want to have all their own freedom. Well, there's responsibility with that. People of God. We're people of God. We're people of God 24-7. And the other thing he showed me, which again was rather challenging, is that some that are part of this church, once the children of Israel did go in and take Jericho, it talks about, they, they said, they gave the instruction, don't take any of the goods, don't take anything for yourself. And one man, Achan, took just a few things. After all, he deserved it. And the sin of one man affected the whole. And, and I just want to say, some of us in this place that call Church Unlimited Home, there's little areas of compromise and things like that in our lives, and we're saying it's no big deal. I want to say that it affects those around you. And I'm coming seriously by the Spirit of God to say, please deal with the little foxes that ruin the vine. It's just a little sleep. It's just a little slumber. It doesn't really matter. It matters. It matters. It matters. It won't save you or not save you. It won't make you righteous or unrighteous because you're righteous or unrighteous whether you have Christ or not. But it actually affects God's plan and God's purpose for your life and for this church. Leaders, we're not without excuse in this either. We need to deal with those things. And I believe God says he wants us to get on board. And then he said one other statement to me, which was rather challenging. He says, if we don't get on board with God's large, uh, seemingly impossible vision, I felt God say that you will end up with a frustrated pastor. Not because he is wrong, but because he has caught God's heart and vision. The very thing you love about this man, love about this church, God says, I want you to be a part of it. God says, I want you to be a part of it. And the other part that was really came out in last year's prophetic word was disciples who reproduce disciples. Remember, we said it's about to go to a whole new level globally. About spiritual perception, about faith and active anticipation, about picking up the pace and pursuing all that is on God's agenda for you corporately and personally. Everyone say personally. We prophesied that it was time to pick up the pace and to pursue all that is on God's agenda for you. Over here, 
Pick up the pace. Pursue all that's on God's agenda over here. Pick up the pace and pursue tenfold in ten years. There is going to be expansion and growth. So here's my question. What have you done to reproduce yourself since last year? Not the church. We so often want the church to put on the programs, put on the events, to preach well, to do the things that will see the church grow. And sometimes we're waiting for the church to do what God Almighty says I've called you to do. Pastor Tark does not work where you work, you work there. Pastor Tark does not live where you live, you live there. We're saying to be sold and light in the world, in the world. Not in the church, in the church, in the world, in the world. What is your plan for reproduction? Steve, that's not me. That's you. That's Pastor Tuck. No, it's you. It's you. So, thank you. I receive it. Reproduction is the action or the process of copying something. The action. It takes an action, but it's also a process. Have you, have you discovered that? Life is a process. But there's an action that is required. And I want to speak just for a little bit here unto this. The reproduction of our lives is not about reproducing ourselves, but about reproducing Christ who is in us. I'm not talking about physical reproduction. I'm talking about spiritual reproduction. So what is your plan for reproduction? Because without a plan, without a vision, people dwell carelessly. We just get caught up in life. I'm just doing life. And too often we looked to the church to grow, the church to double, the church to see people saved, the church to do outreach, the church to extend the kingdom of God, the church to be sold in life, the church to make a difference. And my question by the Spirit of God boldly and strongly today is, what have you done to see the church multiply? Ten years, tenfold, will happen when every person says, I am part of that. I get to play a part. You don't have to play a part. You get to play a part. You don't have to be involved in what God is doing on the earth. You get to be a part of what God is doing on the earth. Some people, man, they'll give them, pay their life savings to get to be a part of a certain team or a certain organization or to have certain friends. We get to be a part of the Great Commission and the end time harvest and we think, I have to? I want to go into God's original commission to mankind, Genesis chapter 1, Spirit of God. You doing okay? Hmm. Sometimes we focus so much on natural application of Scripture that we lose the deeper spiritual meaning. We see the stories, we don't see what God's saying. And in Genesis 1, 27 and 28, you know it well. So God created man in his image, in his likeness, in his image. Everyone say in God's image. Everyone say in God's likeness. God created mankind in his image and in his likeness. He created them male and female. He created them. Then God blessed them. God blessed them because they were in his image. Is anyone here being born again? Put your hand up high like you're not ashamed. Then you have been born again, born again, recreated a new creation back to God's original intention. You now bear the same image of God that Adam and Eve bore back in Genesis. Recreation, a new creation. And because of that, God says, you are blessed. And then he says, and be fruitful now, because you're in my image, because you are blessed, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth. 
And we look at the natural, that means obviously um, the, the, the natural population going and the natural having babies. And is that an application? Yes, it is. But I want to tell you the greatest spiritual meaning for every person in this room today. Look at the context. The context of this scripture is first and foremost about being fruitful and multiplying the image of God that you were created in. The context of this is the image of God, the image of God, the image of God. This is not be fruitful and multiply, have babies, natural reproduction. This is spiritual reproduction. You're in the image of God. You are blessed and now be fruitful and multiply that image where you work, where you live, and when you play. Does that make sense? That's the context. I get the privilege to reproduce the image of God. In people's lives. I am blessed enough because I'm filled with the spirit of the living God. To be able to be soaked and light in the world. To reproduce the image of God. Why is it that we think Pastor Tark and Pastor Adrian and the others here are filled more with the Spirit or even with a different Spirit that if people around them that had the opportunity to encounter the living God when the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead that lives in Pastor Tark and Pastor Adrian lives in you where you live, where you work, where you play. You're in the image of God. You're blessed to so be fruitful and multiply that where you live. This is how the church will grow tenfold in ten years. We think if I can only get them to church, they'll get saved. Hang on. You've got the same amount of the Spirit of God. You've been gifted. You've been called. You're more than a conqueror. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. It's time for us to see ourselves as we are, people of God. This is for every person here today. I want to talk about the significance of your life. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14 to 16. And I just want to say, even as I read this verse, tonight, I really think it's imperative that everybody comes out because God has told me to talk very specifically into what 2015 has been all about because I'm going to struggle with it and what 2016 onwards is going to be. Because God showed me that 2000, up to 2014, the end of it was one season. It's not just years. I'm talking seasons. There's seasons in God. And 2016 onwards is a start. And this has been a transitional year. And you've got some things that you can't explain. I want to speak into that tonight. So I encourage you to come. Um, but for right now, I'm talking about your significance. Are you getting my heart here this morning? Because I feel a holy calling. I feel a holy responsibility. I could just come preach some nice little... That's, that's not what God's called me to do. That's not what you invited me for. And what, I could come and say a whole bunch of new, out there prophetic things, but that's not what God's called me to do. He's told me to come and say that which has already been declared that is yet to come to pass, we need to go to a whole new level get him on board. We need to go from the 10 to the 2. We need to get rid of the compromise. We need to say, you know what? I'm actually part of this. I'm being filled with the Spirit of God. I am blessed. I am in the image of God. I am going to take up my holy responsibility, every person, to be fruitful and multiply that image. This is the significance of your life in Matthew chapter 5. 
14 to 16, you are the light of the world. Obviously, you read that and you go, this is talking about Jesus. No, this is Jesus talking about you. This is Jesus talking about the disciples. Please look at me and listen. Stop putting yourself down. Stop saying, that's not me. Based on what you see, what you feel, what you experience, what you've done. You are who you are because of what Jesus Christ has done for you. You are defeated not by your environment or your actions, but by what you believe. You are a son or a daughter of the Most High God. And Jesus Christ would look into your spirit from the newest Christian to the oldest Christian, from the youngest to the oldest person and say, you are the light of the world. If you have the capital L light living in you, then you are the light of the world, to be salt and light in the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Notice the language, it doesn't say you should not hide it. If you've got a hill and you've got a huge city on it, you can't hide it. You can't hide it. If you've got the light of Jesus Christ, it can't be hidden. It can't be hidden in your workplace. It can't be hidden. Oh, but how do I do that, Steve? Well, when everybody is stressing, you can be walking in the joy of the Lord and the peace of God that guards your hearts and minds. When redundancy is being talked about and people are going into panic, you can have an assurance that God Almighty is ordering my steps. I will acknowledge Him in all my ways. He'll direct my path. My times are in His hand. He is my provider. And when you walk with the confidence, people say, what is different? How come you're not stressing? Let your light shine. When people are acting without integrity and you, you take the hard road and are even willing to put yourself into an uncomfortable position because you will speak the truth, where you will be honest, you will walk with integrity, even if it means lose your job. If it's like a Joseph, it's like a Daniel, it's like a David, you know what? Then your soul, your light, and it is shining and people will ask what is different. The Bible says, be ready to give an answer for the hope that lies within you, which says to me that people should be asking a question you don't give an answer unless a question has been asked and let me ask you a question of people asking a question about your life are people saying what is it that's different about you if people are not asking a, a question about our lives in a positive sense where we work live and play can I dare say that we need to get a revelation of who we are and the Holy Commission. That we're on assignment. You're on assignment from God where you live, where you work, where you play. Some of you need to start, stop seeing your job as your job and your job as your ministry and mission field. Because that is what it is. We want to see the church grow and we pray that you'll be able to do that, Pastor Tark. No, 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 no. It will grow when people come into a relationship with Jesus Christ through you. You're the light. You're the city on the hill. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand. And it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine. Not let Pastor Tark's light shine. Let your light shine before the people that you live with and work with and play with. That they may see Pastor Tark's good work. No, that they may see your good work, your good lifestyle, your good speech, your good character, your good behavior. And what's the result? That you will reproduce yourself. No, that they will glorify the Father in heaven and they will be reproduced into the image of God.
Steve, that's, <laughs> that's just not me. Steve, to you. Yes, it is. You might not have a revelation of it yet, but yes, it is. Let me ask again, is anyone here in Christ? Is anyone here a new creation? Put up your hands high. Some of us don't want to put up our hands right now. But this is not that we have to. We get to be a part of this. You know, there is nothing greater. You guys would testify. You guys are a good couple. There is, some, there is nothing greater than living in such a way that your life helps other people connect with God. Forget about the money. Forget about the success. When, you, when people step towards God, nothing better. Correct, Pastor Tark? Nothing. This is why we do what we do. I don't jump on planes and go into different hotels and have sleepless nights to just for the, for the money or the glory. No, 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 no. I, I want to be a part of what God's doing. I want to be a part of it. I'm honoring you enough to being direct and open enough with you today. Because I want to do what God has wanted me to do. It's not about the fear of man. It's not about the applause of man. It's about doing the will of my Father. Not my will, but God's be done. If we went into our workplace saying, not my will, but God's be done, who can I bless today? Who can I encourage today? Is there going to be a situation where I can make the right choice or the wrong choice? People fear temptation. Rick Warren in The Purpose of Driven Life said, Temptation is just as much an opportunity to do good as it is to do evil. Stop fearing that which will make you stronger and that which will shine your light. Steve, that's not me. It's not me. This is what the Bible says in Acts 1.8. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. This is you. If you're a believer, you're a disciple of Jesus Christ. It says you shall receive power. I'm just going to speak the word. You shall receive power. When the Spirit of God comes on you. Oh, but if I could only invite them to some special event where Pastor Tark and the worship team will receive power when the Spirit of God comes on them. I speak into your spirit today. You shall receive power when the Spirit of God comes upon you and you will be able to be the witness, the light, the salt, the city on the hill for Jesus Christ in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, where you live, where you work, where you play. You are the good news to them. This church will grow tenfold in ten years if you pick up your position, take your position. And pursue all that is on God's agenda. God's agenda for you. If you've been filled with the spirit of the living God, then you're a candidate for this. I want to read one final scripture here. It's in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Oh, Father, in this last minute or two, would you speak to us, Lord? Would you stir us up? The world will not get saved by complacent, compromising Christians, but by ones who are so grateful and thankful for what God Almighty has done. And they take up the responsibility. Every person in this place that is a believer, you are called to full-time ministry. No, hang on, Steve. No, 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 no. I work in the factory. I work in the hospital. I work in the schools. Yes, and you're called to full-time ministry. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 17 to 21, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, let me see your hands if that's you. Come on, boldly, unashamedly, up high. If anyone is in Christ, okay, let's talk to us right now. 
If anyone is in Christ, then you and I, we're new creation. Old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now, all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. The word reconciled means return to favor with. How many people are grateful that you've been returned to favor with God? Come on. Come on, stop and think what the Lord has done. Oh, you know, if you know how blessed you are, you want to pass the blessing on. Oh, to him who has received much, we want to love much. We want to give much. And if you're in Christ, you're a new creation. You've been returned to favor with God through Jesus Christ. Listen to the word. And anyone that is in Christ that has been returned to favor with the Lord Jesus Christ, God Almighty has given us, those people, you and I, the ministry of reconciliation the ministry of returning people to favor with God. There are some people in your world where you live, where you work, where you play that are currently on an, a road to an endless eternity separated from God. And they need you to accept your call to be part of full-time ministry, the ministry of reconciliation. I get the privilege of returning people to favor with God. Freely I've received, freely I give. Steve, it's so hard. We've got to stop saying things that are disempowering us. I am filled with the Spirit of the living God. Oh, I will open my mouth. God, give me the words. Oh, I'm going to be a man of your word. I'm going to, I'm going to put on worship. I'm going to listen to the word of God. I'm going, to, I'm going to go in there. I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to help me shine my light. Do you think God's going to respond to a prayer like that? Stop saying you can't. Stop saying God can. God can. It's no longer I that live. Christ Almighty lives in me. I am filled with the Holy Spirit of the living God. He's given us a ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. He's not imputing their trespasses to them. It's not about holding people's sins against them. But he's committed us to us the word of reconciliation. We are the ambassadors, the representatives for Christ. As a God, we're pleading through us. Come on, we employ you on Christ's behalf. Come on, come and be returned to favor with God. There is a call to full-time ministry. Tenfold in ten years will happen on the other side of disciples who reproduce disciples. People who have a plan for spiritual reproduction. I wonder if you stand with me this morning. I want to, as we pray and as I leave, be back tonight. Please come tonight and please buy one of each of those books and give them away as gifts or get them for yourself. Every married person, please get that. But in this place, you know what? If you even invest in your marriage and draw closer together and closer to God, your light's going to shine. Your light's going to shine because I guarantee there's plenty of people in your world that have marriage challenges. They need someone to look to, someone to show them the way. So, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we right now just ask that you seal this word even as the worship comes and, and they keep on flowing here. Lord, let all of us pick up the holy calling and responsibility, Lord, to have a plan for reproduction so that your purposes, your will will be done in Jesus' name. God bless you so much. See you tonight.